Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 92. Dylan Hartley returns to the England fold as Sam Warburton retires and Dan names his team for the Autumn Internationals. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Uh, another short hiatus. Um, I, I want to say that it's because we felt that you needed more time off, but uh, actually it was just that our di- diaries just didn't uh, didn't match up and uh, we were unable to find time to get together and record something, but we're here now. Uh, and of course that means that I'm joined by Dan. Hi mate. Uh, my body's not going to tan itself, mate. So, you know, I need, I need these times to uh, fit, fit in my sun time. How are uh, you? I've seen you. Have you been on holiday? Well, no, I am just naturally that adonist bronze. Okay, that are you colourblind? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, mate. Um, yeah, there's. There, I guess because we've left it a, a little while, there's there's a few things have crept up on us. There's a few bits to talk about. So um, I feel like we've got a pretty uh, full schedule of things to discuss today. Go. Uh, as we're starting to do now, uh, because thanks to you guys, we're getting more and more feedback from you. Uh, I'm just going to read out a few reviews before we get started. Um, fortunately, this week, we're looking at three five-star reviews. So the first one, um, he titles it, It's Like Chatting England Rugby With Your Mates. Well, that's the idea. Uh, he says, Love the pod. It's like being down the pub, chatting rugby with your mates. The ones that know a little bit less than you. Winky face. Uh, hopelessly optimistic <laughs> at times, as every England rugby fan should be. Often insightful, but occasionally ill-informed. Again, as all of us normal fans are, and not afraid to put it out there. Suitable levels of banter between Andy and Dan make it thoroughly enjoyable. Keep it up, boys. Uh, so, thank you for that. Uh, that's who's, from, who's that from? Uh, well, Berry-M, he calls himself. So Berry-M, cool. Well, thanks very much, mate. I, what you will. Do, do you know what? I, uh, I, I, I think that's probably about as spot on as you can get a lot of the time. Well, and certainly, you know he, he gets what we've been trying to what we've been trying to sell here, uh, which is that yeah, this is just meant to be us having a having a bit of a laugh and and kind of having the sort of chat that we had that we were that we were having in fact before we started doing this um, and just sort of sharing it with other people. Um, exactly, and I love it. I love a good winky face. It always uh, it reminds me of like a message from my missus that's just like. My God, could you be any more useless? You're a complete piece of shit. Winky face. Now everything's all right and it doesn't matter anymore. But uh, I do love a good winky face in there. Good. Um, <laughs> so next up, we got uh, Work Dies. I'm not sure what the what the relevance is. But that's the title of his, his review, Work Dies. This is from Tippy Face, who says, I love you boys. I feel like you two give great views on the England team and provide me with a much needed Red Rose fix. Two guys who obviously love their rugby and want to share their passion with other England fans. I would like to get your view on the upcoming autumn, whether or not we can topple the mighty Irish uh, and win the Six Nations. And also, yeah. I'd like to know if you still feel that we can win the World Cup. Uh, also, Elliot Daly, Anthony Watson or Mike Brown at fullback. Uh, Cipriani or Ford at 10. Uh, and he says, for me, it would be Brown at the back for his experience and Cipriani simply because he's the most exciting fly half we've ha- we've seen in decades and can make something out of nothing, which I feel we need if we're going to win the World Cup. Keep up the good work, boys. Swing low. Awesome. That's a great one. Are we, are we going to address the questions there? Uh, we will. I think uh, I think we'll leave it for now because I think some of that's going to get answered 
a little bit later on because, of course, uh, in our last episode, we went through my team if we were going to be playing tomorrow. Um, and well, no, it was our autumn international team, wasn't it? Uh, so we're doing a yours uh, later on today. Um, mm. So we're probably going to cover a lot of that at that point. And I suspect when you start talking about who you want to select, um, that will give us an opportunity then to talk about the other options, which of which he's listed a few. Um, so let's let's come back to that. But uh, yeah, great questions. Thanks for asking, and we will we will do our best to, to answer those for you. Um, and then finally, cool. we have fantastic five stars from the review sloth, who says just got yeah. into watching rugby over the last few years, and this pod has been a great way of educating me about the mighty England. Uh, just great to listen to two honest blokes after a long day. Keep up the good work, lads. Short and sweet. Uh, so thank Love you, it. the review sloth. Much appreciated. So yeah, three three great reviews there. Pretty happy with those. Yeah, but yeah, really enjoyed them, and I, I think they. But I think I think they're three very fair reviews as well. <laughs> I mean, I would say they're very fair about the uh, about the um, sort of the good stuff. But I, I think Barry hyphen M when he, when he said things like I nailed it. You know, sometimes ill informed. Um, yeah, we are so, sometimes not informed <laughs> at all. Simply making stuff yeah, exactly. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's uh, let's crack on with the episode, um, and I want to start with the most recent news. Um, don't know if you've had a chance to see this yet, but uh, Dylan Hartley returns to the England setup this weekend uh, for the training camp in Teddington. I I literally have not seen that at all. Has that, has that literally just been announced? Uh, yeah, I would imagine in the last hour or so. Um, so yeah, that's that's how breaking the news is here, people. Um, so, yeah. so so that that's great. I. I must admit, I was, I was genuinely, I was genuinely worried that Dylan Hartley was done, was potentially a career ending. So yeah, he's, he's, been, he's, he's been back training with uh, the Saints. Okay. Um, and then yeah, this, there's an England um, three day training camp this weekend in Teddington. I, I, it's not going to be, it's not going to be massively intense. So I guess. Uh, we don't know yet. That, that's, that, that's the next thing. For the love of God, Eddie, please don't put them in a live firing exercise. No, or I, th- I, think, and come back I think it's, I think it's predominantly and, uh, sort of fitness and um, kind of meetings to discuss, you know, what, what, what lies ahead and, and yeah, just, just a lot of that kind of stuff. But um, but it's the first kind of get together and obviously Dylan Hartley's there, which is which is important because, yeah, he, he obviously has, he's, he's training back with his club. He's, Back with the England setup, so he's obviously not retired, um, which is uh, great. I think great news for England because, of course, for me, he's back in my in my team. So, um, yeah, we'll see what what comes of that. But um, for for the Hartley fans out there, that's good news. For those that want to see the back of him, possibly, uh, so, you know, possibly that's not going to happen. Um, but it probably leads on nicely to to the next point that we want to discuss which is of course Sam Warburton's retirement uh, which is down to injury yeah and and that's I mean as the England rugby pod we wouldn't normally necessarily uh, deal with a re- retirement of a sort of international from another country but I think Sam Warburton not just because of what he's done with the line but because of what he's done with the game he definitely deserves the airtime I think um, well, I, he, he's been a big part of English rugby for a long time well, he, he, he certainly, he certainly uh, given us some, some, some loads along the way. Um, he's, do you know what? Sam Orton is an absolute legend of, of the game. Um, I, I truly think as the years go by, his legend will grow. He's, 
I want to hate everything about Welsh rugby just because of the competition, but I love Sam Warburton. I think the guy's an absolute hero of the game. Um, on and off the pitch, his his retirement sad, and that does maybe that maybe lead on to some of her sort of tackle stuff that maybe we'll sort of cover in a bit. But people, I've heard people say that you, you know, will he be remembered as a true great? Because domestically he didn't do much, but yeah, I think he will. I think he's won three. Grand Slams of Wales. I could I could be wrong here. Certainly, certainly two. Um, an unbeaten but Lions. We could captain. equally say five or nine or one or seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because that's the beauty of what we're doing here. We can just make stuff up, um, but we try not to. We try not to. Uh, but his Lions, an unbeaten Lions captain. You know, winning to in uh, Australia, drawn to in New Zealand, which is you know a hell of an achievement. Yep. Uh, I I donned my cap to you, Mr. Warburton. Fantastic career and a great player. And uh, from what I've seen of him on TV, I can't say I know him, but he comes across as a great bloke as well. No, well, it looks like he's already signed a deal with with uh, the BBC or Sky or I don't I can't remember who it was, but yeah, he was doing like, a lot of punditry. So I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of him. Um, they always like to have a, a some someone a Welsh representative to come on and um, I guess to try and offset the balance because pretty much the BBC only talks about England, um, which which is great for us. Yeah, but, um, so, so in the last 20 years, can you think of a Welsh player who will be who will be remembered? Last 20, that's the thing they say last 30 years. Can you think of a Welsh player who will be remembered in as high regard as him? I mean, there are going to be players that... that People will immediately think of if you say you know Welsh rugby in the last thirty years. You know Neil Jenkins. Um, uh, oh, who was it that? Uh, which is which is a bad example because I can't think of his name. Um, <laughs> who was it that our mate married? Scotty Gibbs. Scotty Gibbs. Scotty 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 Gibbs. Um, so yeah, I mean, and obviously, they're, like you they're know, they're you've got Jonathan they're... Davies who who we see who, who's on our screens constantly as well. You know, this is we're looking to replace him basically, aren't we? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Not necessarily Welsh tomorrow, but you know, you you need to bring in the next the next Welshman that's going to be, uh, you know, giving his opinions. Anyway, yeah, I suspect we'll see a lot more of Sam Warburton. This is certainly not the end; it's just the end of his uh, his playing days. Um, but uh, I could I could see him going into coaching. Oh yeah, I, 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 mean, I have I no think idea if that's got as many options as he wants now. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, look, let's move away from Welsh rugby. Um, and just quickly, I know it's not England rugby, but just quickly, um, did you read about the about Ashley Johnson, the Wasps player, uh, who got a ban for uh, failing a drugs test? Yeah, I, I have I have mixed thoughts on this. But okay, well, just, talk, talk, for anyone that doesn't, yeah, well, so anyone anyone doesn't know, so basically, he failed a drug test back in February, um, and they've just issued him with a backdated ban. Uh, six-month ban. Now, basically, he failed the drug test because they found something called uh, hydrochlorothiazide. Can't tell you what it is or what it does, um, but it was in... Hell of a pronunciation. Well done, mate. Thanks. But it was in... uh, It turns out it was in a diet pill belonging to his wife that he took by accident. Whether you believe by accident or not, the bit that I kind of have, have... take slight issue with is that this drug, which is on, obviously, the banned list doesn't appear in the ingredients on the side of the, the bottle for the tablet that he took. But it was tested and they and they found the drug inside it. And and 
they've kind of said, well, that it's the player's responsibility to know what they're putting in their body, which I get. But, you know, where, where do you draw the line? Because surely these guys can't be thinking, ah, it was meant to be chicken and beans tonight, but I just need to run them through a quick test in case there's any, uh, you know, anything snuck in there that's on the banned list. I, I mean, that's obviously a silly example, but do you know what I mean? Like, surely you've got to be saying it didn't, it wasn't in the ingredients, so he bought it thinking that so, it was okay to use, and it turns out that actually when we ran a test, it should have been on the ingredients because it's there. So, so to my point, I think there's a few things here, and I think. And this, I 100% believe. I genuinely don't believe there was any intention whatsoever He just wanted for to lose some pounds. Cheating. He just wanted to lose a few pounds. Yeah, but the thing is, he's actually on fat shipping bills. He's allowed to take some. But from what I understand, and, I, and from what I've read, I believe this to be true, he took one of his wives and said one of his own. And the fat shipping bills he's taking are slightly different to ones his wife's taking. There, there was a mix-up. Either way, regardless, mate, I 100% agree with you. It's not fair. There has to be a line. But then on the flip side, the problem with it is so many people previously have just pushed to the line and just abused the system. Yeah, but I mean, that's... That in some ways, Unfortunately, that's, that's professional sport. Yeah. You know, you know there, there are... There are naturally occurring drugs that you can buy as supplements in order to boost the, the amount of them in your body that are considered okay. And there are naturally occurring ones and unnaturally occurring ones that you can take that are on banned lists. And those lists are constantly being updated. They're constantly being changed. So, you know, there might be something that's perfectly okay that someone's taking and then all of a sudden they say, the rules have changed this season, that's now banned, so you've got to change it. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. So as long as the guys are, are, are kind of strict about sticking to the rules... But I think there comes a point where you have to say, well, hold on a second. Common sense has to prevail when he's yeah. taking a commercially available product that doesn't say that it contains this particular thing, this particular drug, or it's not even a drug. It's a, you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, substance or whatever. It doesn't say that it, that it has it in it and he's taking it and it turns out it does have it in. Uh, and so he has to be given a ban because he should have known or like how how should he have known i mean i get that it's yeah. easy to say well he could have sent it off for testing beforehand but should, should you can't do that with everything they have to, been, yeah well exactly yeah. Where, that's what i mean where do you draw the line uh, so anyway i mean it's, look it, it, it's interesting that he's been given a ban that effectively doesn't affect him at all because he's he's it, it's, and, it's and a ban I, that I has effectively been point. served even though he wasn't serving it so yes maybe that's the reason why they've done this but then why not just say, do you know what, actually, yeah, common sense needs to prevail here. We're not going to give him a ban at all. Because that's still that ban's still on his record. Um I don't know, just for me it was a bit a bit a bit bizarre, um and a bit of a cop out really, to sort of go, Oh, <laughs> well, let, let's save ourselves the hassle. Let, let's say he got a ban, but let's just say he's already served it and let's move on. Instead yeah, of saying, it, actually, it is. no, this is crazy. This is not what, what the you know the, the system is about. I don't know. Maybe maybe it people is. will massively disagree and and just say you know, any, any substance abuse, regardless, is is you know it's it's that's the risk you take when you choose to take substances. Where where I or slightly where I am slightly wary about this is due to the nature of our sport, due to the nature of the sport we love. Rugby such a physical game, and I am not in any way suggesting this is at all relevant to this point because it's completely not, but. If somebody is using a substance 
to gain physical advantage. They can cause damage with that. It's not like long distance running where you might win a race. I mean, they can cause somebody physical damage, you know, potentially. And, and you know, this is... It kind of depends what, death, what we're talking about, could though. could potentially cause someone death if they gain that physical advantage by drugs. So I'm not saying this is the case in this one, but I think that's why the rules, like the drug rules in the likes of rugby, like the likes of boxing or something, have to be so strict because of potential consequences of people abusing them. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, then I've got a question for you. Obviously, we're not muted by, by you know, rules and, you know, we, we're not... We do this just because we want to and we can say whatever we want. So I'm sure there'll be people that will that will have an issue with it but um take the 100 meters sprint yeah yeah? the idea of the 100 meters is to find the fastest man or woman on earth but you know since the men go quicker the fastest human being yeah would you like to know how fast a human being can run regardless of what they might be taking yeah god yeah that only works if they take if we know right that uh usain bolt can run it in 9.52 or whatever the world record is without any any kind of substances to help him but we also know that other people have run f- the fastest times that they've ever run with the aid of substances don't we want to pump him full of something and say go on let's see if you can run any quicker so so, so <laughs> honestly yeah i'd like there to be an official one which is the one which is completely clear and free but you need the same and people yeah, to do out, both. out of human interest out of human interest <laughs> i would like there to be one where it can be like you roid yourself a match if you're dumb enough to do it you go for it and let's see what you can run and then Somebody running in in four point one seconds or something, <laughs> be and being like, "All right, mate, you've gone too far." But you know, at but least fair you've play. done. You, you've set yeah. a record that will never be broken. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying about um, substance abuse, but it works. There are other ways too. I mean, there are substances that you can take for recovery rather than to make yourself big. We're not just talking about steroids to get pumped and get bigger, like some of the ridiculous people you see at the gym. Um, you know, we're talking about substances that are designed to simply improve fitness or or speed up recovery is a, is a big one isn't it is no is that mainly what a steroid is just just to help you recover so you can train harder and longer i mean if if we're going to call it as why since, are we questioning ourselves on doctoral facts when we have because we're doctors nothing. uh, uh it, okay. if we if we're going to say that though um is that does that mean that the steroid is making someone too big or too strong and giving them an advantage, or is it simply saying that it's making them, it's giving them the ability to, to get themselves as fit and healthy and prepared as possible to reduce their they, chances they of getting be that injured? big or strong without the steroid? Hmm. Anyway, that, that, that's key. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, let's move on to a slightly lighter note. Well, I don't lighter is the good, right well, word. I'm, I'm glad we've uh, caused as much controversy as we yeah, can there. It's always good. It's always awesome. good. Another retirement, uh, this one from the England ladies, uh, Rochelle Clark, most capped England player, men or women, of all time, 137 caps. Um, she's just retired. So I, I'm not going to spend ages talking about her career or anything. We Maybe maybe we'll do something on that later on, but I think just uh, a mention because, you know, what an achievement. Rocky Clark, what a legend, an absolute legend of the game, uh, an absolute legend of English rugby. Um Congratulations on a on a great career. I believe she's still playing in the sort of uh, Tyrrells women's fifteens, um, you know, sort of the women's Premiership uh, rugby. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, an absolute legend. Of the game. Congratulations on a great career. Thank you very much. Oh, her, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you too, mate. You too. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, 
uh, Eddie. Eddie's been back in in with the RFU, back having talks. Well, with the, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the RFU. I, I assume this is. I, I, I'm not sure. Is this back having talks, or is this still I the think, ongoing continuation of post South Africa talks? I mean, maybe it's maybe maybe it's the outcome of the talks that we obviously discussed in the last episode when it was supposedly a big deal that he was going to talk to them, and we obviously said, well, of course he's going to go and talk to them. He's just been on tour. So we're going to do a debrief, but this is more. Yeah, this this is about um, the outcome of those discussions and how you know, as we suspected, they're backing him. Uh, of course, they're backing him. <laughs> what else are they going to do uh, at this stage? You know, he still, you know, has the best. England still has its best ever win streak under him, um, and it was only. 18 months ago or whatever it was so yeah you don't just chuck him out and go nah you know he was he was the best we've ever had but then suddenly he had a bad run of six games so let's let's get him out of here so yeah he's he's obviously staying put they've given him their backing but I just wanted to talk about this idea that he's been given a bit of a sort of scolding and a talking to about the way he talks to fans um, you know, like his behaviour. Well, was, was, was that just it, or was it behaviour as a whole, including media, or was it just the fans? Well, I mean, reading the article, and and obviously all of these things is down to how they write them, because maybe maybe they've you know implied something different. But uh, I got the impression that it was specifically aiming at the way he is with people, and and using the the two incidents uh, with the fans as a big part of it. Um, and I just I want to I want to come to his defence because I think uh, I particularly the Scottish the Scottish one where we've oh, seen no, no, it's pathetic to we've seen no, the video evidence you know the, the guy well. is at the station and you see him being accosted he doesn't even speak to them he tries to do an interview with them or get to give, do a selfie with them and then they start abusing him and you can see him basically a scared old man trying to get away from them because there's about four of them pissed up abusing him and all he does is get into his car probably leaves a little bit shaken up. Um, so to use that as an example of bad behaviour on his part, and I, I yeah, know, that's, that's pathetic. If I've that's misunderstood what the what the article is suggesting, then fair enough. Uh, but yeah, when I read it, I just thought, mm, not 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 overly happy about that. So, so the only thing about that article, I read the same article, and mate, I completely agree with you, especially that Scottish incident. Like he's he's the complete victim. Well, how you can mention that as a incident of his behavior is just weird there are times where i i'm a bit i i find his behaviors his behavior is probably the wrong word there are some times where the way about him as a fan i would like to be more accommodating but it's not something that i care enough about for it to be like that has to change massively it's just as a fan i'd like him to be more open um but you know i'd like said, a bit of fly on the wall i'm not i'm I, I, part of me says something's telling me that when, if and when they said to him, "Oh, we need to talk about your behaviour," he basically told them to fuck off. Oh, I'd love that because yeah, I can't yeah, imagine him yeah. being like, "Yeah, go, uh, go fuck yourself, sport." That that's not what I came here for. Uh, <laughs> you know, I came here to to try and lead England to a World Cup victory in two thousand and nineteen. Uh, if you don't like the way that I behave, you know, when it's such a minor thing. Be slightly different if he was like you know, physically attacking people or something. Um, yeah, it, it almost feels like the RFU, uh, you know, just want to be seen to be like, no, no, we're still an important part of this too. 
Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if he wins this World Cup as he's walking up to him, on the doorstep, for all I care. When as he wins us. <laughs> when he wins us the World Cup, of course. The, the thing about the article, that, that that's a bit you picked up on, but when, not the shit on the doorstep. But yeah. No, I like it. Um, the thing about the article that actually annoyed me a little bit, it's like, oh, and we're looking at the defence and attack coaches. It's like, yeah. we've known about this bit, a while. Why are we not looking. further ahead? Maybe no one wants the job. <laughs> oh, mate, people want that job, even if it's just for the cash money. This is um, true. This is probably true. Um, maybe it is further ahead than we know, but I just feel like we would have heard about it more if it was a bit further ahead. I, well, I want that to happen, and I want that to happen very quickly. Well, they've said that they want to have both in place for the Autumn Internationals, but the Autumn Internationals start, like, next month. Uh, well, they well, don't start in September, but... Or in the month after that. Or October. Or the month after that. <laughs> when do they start? Certainly, certainly this year. Well, yeah, exactly. At um, some yeah. point in the next in the next couple of months. Anyway, dates are not important <laughs> right now. This is not a Autumn International special that will be coming. Um, but yeah, we're not far off. We're, we're, we're close I'd enough like to... play for this training camp. Huh? I'd like them to have been in place for this training camp. Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah, exactly. Because what's what, what what value are they going to add to the Autumn Internationals if they just rock up at the last minute? Um, yeah. I mean, maybe that's the advantage of this training camp being probably less physical, less about actually getting out there and and working on specifics, and more just about you know having a run out, getting together as a as a group, and you know working out what the plan is going forwards. But but nevertheless, yeah, I'd hundred percent. I would have liked there to have been people in place for this. So I'd, yeah, I don't really know what the hold up is. Um, I'd like to know more. If anyone does know anything, let us know, um, and we'll we'll keep scouring, scouring the old world wide web, see what we can find. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully there'll be some news on that fairly soon. Because uh, as I say, yeah, they want to have someone in place for the autumn internationals, uh, which are next week. Next week, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's coming on quickly, actually. I was, I was amazed, and the weather has held so well as well. I know, okay. Before we before we kind of move over to your team selection, which is obviously the main part of our of our episode today, there was one more email that we got, and I cannot find it anywhere. I've obviously deleted it, which I apologise for. But the trouble is, we get so much mail. Now, oh, man. it's, it's like, you know, it's just so, like, oh, yeah. sackfuls of the stuff. People still sending them, you know, in the post and emails and all sorts. Mail, mail, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we, we did get an email from somebody, whoever you are, get in touch again and let us know. We apologize for not having the details to hand, but it was a great email. Uh, and and the, the, the main question that he asked was. Well, or, or request was, can we discuss, please? He, he he accepts that Farrell is probably a twelve and so out of the running, but nevertheless, he's a world class ten. So Farrell, Cipriani, Ford, three world class, you know, international class, whatever you want to call them, fly halves. What is the difference between them, and why do we want the one that we want? Uh, you know, playing ten for England. Okay. Uh, do, do, do you want to have first uh, first swing at the bat? Uh, no, I think I, I would like to hear your thoughts. Touche. Mm. Um, okay, so my, th- these are my thoughts. For me, George Ford, uh, and uh, like this is going to be as cliche as it can be, 
yes, an attack. He will find the passes. He will he will control that attack and find that like in such a quality form. But to me, he's not yet a good enough all round ten. Um, because we are on the back foot sometimes. His defence for me is still not strong enough. I, at the moment, have George Ford out for running. I just think he's not quite solid enough in certain aspects of his game. Certain parts of his game, I think he's the best in the world. Other parts of his game, I don't think are international level. Best so in the world? From, I, I honestly believe that. I honestly believe in attack, he can, he can find... He can lead that attack with regards to sort of the passing time in the space when we are front foot better than better than Bowden Barra. I I truly believe that. I'm talking about that specific aspect of it. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. Attack. So if you could whereas someone like Danny that. Cipriani can find the gaps himself, yeah. which a George Ford can't. So I'm not saying George Ford's attack is the best in the world. I'm just saying with seeing and understanding where those gaps will come and enabling other people to get through those gaps. I think George Ford is the best in the world, personally. So he'd probably be very but, good at like a rugby computer game. Oh my god! Uh, if, if there was like, uh, do you well, remember Championship Manager for football? If there was like, you know, Championship Manager for or, rugby, or, he would or, or, absolutely or FIFA. boss it. <clears throat> FIFA for for rugby. Yeah. What was the one we used to play? Pro Evo. We we were Pro Evo boys. Pro Evo, we were Pro Evo. That just doesn't. No one really plays that anymore, do they? Um, yeah, but if, if, if he was if he was still playing Lomu rugby. Oh. He would be he would be, be second to myself for bounce. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, <laughs> Who are still the two best Lomo rugby players I, ever? I think to if he's listening, he, he'll be pretty chuffed to hear that uh, that we rate him as a um, computer playing rugby player. <laughs> he was. Um, he, he. I think like, his defence for me is too weak. I, for me right now, he's out the equation because Danny Cipriani overall in attack. What Danny Cipriani can find that place he plays. He really does, you know, make the defence thing twice and then can release. And I think if we've got the likes of a Manu to a laggy crashing through, you've got a Farrell at 12. Um, oh, I've got Cipriani at 10 because I want Farrell at 12. Um, so just, yeah, that's, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll come on to your team specifically in a moment. But <clears throat> so I think one, one of the things this guy wanted us to, to discuss is, I, so yeah, I agree with you. Let's, let's take Ford away for a minute. <clears throat> we've kind of talked about what the, the biggest kind of positive that he adds. But if we look at Cipriani and Farrell, and let's assume that for, for the sake of argument, there is a 12 in place, someone else. Yeah. Um, which is probably a bad still... probably a bad way of doing it because yeah, you probably but, but, but want Farrell so badly that he gets it on that basis. Yeah, let's say we've cloned Owen Farrell. Okay, so Owen, Owen Farrell we 1 is at 12. Yeah. yeah, that's probably a good way of looking at it, yeah. So Owen Farrell's at 12, but he's also available at 10 at the same time, or Cipriani at 10. What I, is the difference I, between them? So the difference, the difference between them is, and I'm not going to use this word, but I, I need to find, try and think of another word, just, just the flair of a Danny Cipriani. I think Danny Cipriani has those moments of sort of mercurial genius that Owen Farrell doesn't quite have. I mean, Overall, those, I think playing I, devil's I advocate are those those moments that when they work are moments of genius, but often they don't work, and so you can be a villain they, or a hero. They may not work, in, they may not work but I don't. Think, I don't think they become a villain moment. Right. Okay. I don't think. I don't think they're sort of. I don't think they're so sort of risky moments. Would you say that's experience? You know, would you say that a Danny Cipriani of ten years ago 
was probably still seeing the game in the same sort of way, but back then it was very much villains, villain or hero, and no real in between. Whereas now he's kind of he's he's been around, he's got the experience, he's earned the respect, and so now when he does these things, we almost see them as that was either going to be magic or unlucky. It was a great a great idea, didn't quite work out. Let's move on. I, I think it's a. I, I, I think it's. It's not, yes, experience plays part. It's sort of a Carlos Spencer to an Andrew Mertens type scenario. You know, I think Danny Cipriani just has that natural gift. Like, do, do you remember Carlos Spencer yeah, and some yeah. of the stuff he could pull off? I think he's more of a Carlos Spencer, okay. whereas I think Farrell's more of the Andrew Mertens, who is solid. You need Farrell in the team yeah. at somewhere. So, so if Farrell, if Farrell wasn't. If we hadn't cloned Owen Farrell and Pam <laughs> yeah. as well, I would probably start Farrell with Cipriani on the bench to come on and yeah. hope for that. Moment. Cipriani is that impact player. But since, yeah. since we, we can't clone Owen Farrell, as far as we're aware, yeah. uh, and therefore so. we do want to have him on the pitch, we would rather have him at 12 and have Cipriani at, starting at 10 so that between the two of them, there's great opportunities to create magic. Yes. Nice. Uh, well, I mean, I, yeah, I don't disagree with anything you've said. Um, I think have, that... have we answered? I, I'm, I'm not sure if we've answered to the extent that this... Uh, this uh, we don't know who he is either. So, well, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what, that's what we've got so far. Please get back in touch. Assuming it was that you're really still listening, yeah, get really in touch. Well remind us who you are. Remind us specifically about your question. And if we haven't covered it, we will have another crack at it next time. Yeah, and, and butcher it then as well. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, well, look, we, we, you've been giving away little uh, little hints of what your team looks like well, mate, throughout the episode. To build You're clearly, clearly itching to get on with this. So why don't you uh, why don't you crack on and uh, talk to us about your team and how it differs from mine? Mine, of course, if everyone remembers, uh, was perhaps a little bit more um, aimed at what I what I suspect we'll see. Whereas I believe, Dan, you've gone for a bit more of a what you would like to see. Yeah. I've gone for a bit more what I'd like to see. And I want to start on this, and this isn't a great way to start. I don't know how bought into the team I am, but <laughs> I have thought about it quite a lot. And this is the team I'd like to see. And there'll be a lot of people who disagree with this, <clears> but <throat> this is how I want to see it. Johnny Wilkins is so, retired. Oh, yeah. okay. Hang on, let me just change that. Um, okay, front row. I want Joe Marler. And Carl Sinclair as the props. Mm-hmm. And I want Luke Cowan-Dickey as the starting hooker. Ah, okay. Um, and second row, I want uh, Joe Launchbury, also captain, and Maro Otoje to start in the row. Okay. Um, back row, at six, I want Don Armand. At seven, I want Tom Curry. And at eight, I want Billy. Yeah. Um. Now, I'll talk you through my forward subs. So I've got Marla Cowan Dickey, Sinclair, Launch Toje, Armand Curry, Vanapola. Yep. My subs, front row subs, I've got Mako um, and Harry Williams as the props. And I've actually got Dylan Hartley ah, as my sub hooker. Now, the reason for that is if he came on, I would also probably give him the captain's armband. But I think Dylan Hartley can be an impact player. I think he can come on and, and raise a level of aggression, a level of want, but I actually think Dylan Hartley can still be a good impact player. Hmm. You know how you said uh, at the beginning loads of people would probably disagree with you? Yeah. There's at least one. 
I knew for a fact there would be. And <laughs> fair that, fair enough, but I like it. That's, that, that was the point of doing this, rather than just kind of agreeing yeah. with each other. Uh, interesting. Uh, Dylan Hartley is an impact finisher. Um, okay. I think he can be. And and the reason I've gone Cowan Dickey is I think he's the form hooker at the moment. Fair enough. In England. Um, so I've got, yeah, my subs, I've got Mako, Hartley and Harry Williams. Courtney Lord's a sub in the row. Yeah. And for back row, I've got Sam Simmons as my sub because I think he can cover. He can, yeah. Um, I think he can cover. So I we've think got I did the same thing, cover. didn't I? I think I had Simmons as my cover and I think I had the same three just not in that order in the second row no uh, yeah but in the second row you had them but you had Tojo on the bench on the back row I think where you different you had Brad Shields instead of Don Arm Don Arm yeah but I had Simmons on the bench I mean uh, yes as a, yeah, as I think a, so. again because I think you know he can cover eight and he can play play uh, flanker so there's just there's flexibility yeah. there rather than what Eddie seems to have been doing out in South Africa having an eight and a flanker on the bench, which just loses you one position that you don't really need cover for, I, I personally yeah, think. Worst case scenario, you've also got Tojo and Laws who can have a back row. Yeah, absolutely. Worst case scenario. Um, so they're my forwards. My backs, my half-backs, I've gone DC and DC. So I'm actually starting with Danny Care and Danny Cipriani. DC squared. Yeah. Oh, nice. And um, Now... Not because, just because I don't think, Ben Young's, I don't think, had the best tour. Um, I've got Ben Young's on the bench as my as, as my uh, reserve scrum half. Uh, D- Danny Kerr and Danny Cipriani, I, I think they'll, I don't know. I, I just, I thought that through and I just thought that might work you like quite DC, well. You like DC squared, didn't you? I do like DC squared. I do like that a lot. Um but I think Cipriani needs to be our starting ten at the moment. I okay. think he adds, adds something we don't get. My centres, I've gone same as you. I've gone Farrell into a luggy because I just think you have to. So my thinking behind this is Farrell just has that has that game. We need Farrell involved, and I think because with Danny Cipriani, he is such a threat in himself that people can't really afford to choose up on Manu. And if Manu's running or, or, like, a or, or if they do, you just—that's where you have Farrell uh, with the, with that ability to go. Oh, you're drifting in on Manu. Ball goes wide. Johnny May or whoever you're going to select has a yeah, has a, got, a you know an open running. Or you've got DC, uh, who's going to run through the gap himself. If if the defence is so wide on men, Danny yeah. Cipriani will take on the defence himself and get through. So that's what, so, why so what, what I mean is, if you've got people doubling up. Uh, or certainly, you know, mar- you know, man on man marking Cipriani, doubling up on Manu. Yeah. Either, either Cipriani can look to ship the ball wide, or he can just part. You know, he can get it get it wide to Farrell, who also has that ability to look up and go. You know, people are closing in, and to be fair, also has the ability to go for a gap. You know, so I like yeah. it. You've got two playmakers who are also attacking threats. Yeah, with a I with a that. sort of power broker on the outside. I really like that. And on my wings, which I've got, I've got the absolute raw gas of Johnny May, who I think is our best winger yep. in England at the moment. And on the other wing, I've got Chris Ashton. Um, I think he's the try scorer. I think at the moment he's sniffing out tries for fun. The cheeky so-and-so. Um, yeah, he is. So I have got Chris Ashton on my other wing. And, and do you know who I've got a fullback? Uh, I'm going to go with Daly, but... No, I've Ooh. got none of what was mentioned. I've got Alex Good. Oh, you have? 
I have gone with Alex. I've put this that. one through. Okay, go on. But I just felt so. I think the way we worded it was against his. I think Alex Good is such a quality player. I think he's. I think he's got the solidity of Brown. Maybe not quite as strong, but I think he is still very solid defensively under the high ball and out and out I kind think, of classic fullback. Strength. I think he adds something to attack, but we're missing. I don't buy into this too many playmakers people. Yeah. Um, but I have got him, and then on my bench from the back, like I say, I've got Ben Young. And then I've got Elliot Daly and Jack now. Now, Elliot Daly, it seems ridiculous not to start a player of his quality. But the reason I've got him on the bench is imagine the impact, someone like him coming on. And I think he can come on in the centres. He can come on in the wing. He can come on on fullback. Yeah. I just think having the versatility of him on the bench for now offers something that's pretty scary to, uh, to the other teams. And my other bench, Jack now, because... He's awesome. It's, I mean, it's interesting. So, Anthony Watson, Jonathan Joseph, no, no looking. Um, who else? Yeah, is Anthony Watson. Yeah, and JJ. Um, don't get me wrong. They're there, thereabouts. So Those the likes of the TO. Yeah. Um, they're all there, thereabouts, and that can change quickly. Anthony Watson, I think, has been a bit unfortunate because Anthony Watson may well be missing most of next season. Have you heard that? I have not. Talk to me about it. Uh, well, no, his injury apparently is just worse than prolonged. So he could well be out at least until the new year. Oh, um, but that's not. Okay, well, that, well, if that's the case, then then that's yeah. an, that's a nice you got a nice excuse for that one because obviously he's uh, yeah, unavailable. But and and Anthony Watson at some point, I wouldn't even dream of leaving out of the team. But the way people are playing at the moment, Johnny May has to start on a wing, and Chris Ashton, I, I just think his try scoring. Now, like we said before, the, the thing is, is so many of these places are up for grab, but whoever starts a premiership season flying, yeah. I think it's got a very good chance. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the key thing for in terms of looking at your team is going to be, is Eddie open to Don Armand? Is Eddie uh, open nope. to Alex Good? Nope. Um, you know, it, we don't know what's going on. Is he, is he open? We think he's open to Manu, but he didn't take him to South Africa despite him being fit. Uh, so what's his... What's his thinking there? Um, I think he's open to Manu. I, think I mean, he, he, has, he has openly said in the past that Manu Tuolagi is a guy that can change a game against New Zealand. Uh, and that and has, he can. And ultimately, that's that's what England need to be able to do come the World Cup is beat New Zealand. Yeah. Ideally, by by the autumn. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. So, so yeah, I, I would imagine he'll want him involved, but it's therefore a bit of a... Unless he literally was like, the guy gets injured too much, I'm saving him for the game against New Zealand in the autumn. Uh, which would be weird, but uh, fair enough. I think that and Mike Brown misses out, which which is actually, he had a great tour of South Africa. It's a bit unfortunate. He did, I but, just he, feel... but he had a great tour of South Africa on the wing. Yeah. Were we ever selecting him on the wing by choice? Were we ever well, we, the wing? we certainly weren't before that, but even I, now, I, I, I mean, still I, think yeah, we've I got better think. wingers. Yeah, he, he he had a good game in in all aspects other than where pace was required. And yeah, he's, that's, he's, for he's, me, that's a fundamental problem if you're going to play wing at international level. I think that so I think that first try. I think it was the first try in the first test when he was strong. I think Jack Knowles scores that try as well. Oh, I I think any. What you mean the one the one where he ran it in? 
But no, no, no. But one where he like bounced off a couple of their players. He really did show strength. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, but that had nothing yeah, to do with the pace. I, I think Jack Noll scores that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Watson probably doesn't finish that, but I think Jack Noll does. Yeah, quite possibly. There's a good. Uh, no, but I don't think a good will be on the wing. This is also And I, I believe he prefers Alex Good. Does a daily. Uh, does a daily. I don't know. Maybe. I think I think a daily might. Yeah, he's quite he a, might. Strong, a strong runner too. Uh, we know a man who does, um, but that's now we're getting silly because I, I feel I feel 13. wrong leaving Elliot Daly out for starting. Does Chris Ashton finish that try? Chris Ashton seems to finish tries for fun. Uh, no, I don't think so. He, I don't he think he likes he to run a try in more than. I don't think he. Yeah, but that's the point. I think Chris Ashton is. He is such. He's he's like a dog seeking a treat. He's just he's always there. I think more so than any other wing in England at the moment. But I think Do you, does he, he remind you of Johnny May? Because that's kind of what the way he seems to come across um, as well. They are both pretty dumb. Um, no, I'm are, kidding. Are they are they quite similar players? Uh, Not that that's I... necessarily a bad thing, given the way that Johnny May was playing in. Uh, in South Africa, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. There, there I've are. I've never thought about that. I've never thought about that. Maybe, maybe to an extent. I and, wouldn't say and... they're very similar, but there's similar parts of their games. Yeah. Well, it'll be very interesting, yeah, to see whether, like you say, we're going to need to see. Uh, I don't think Ashton will be at the meeting at the weekend, um, but we'll need to see how he's performing for sale. Yeah, do you know who's going on that tour? Uh, on that tour? On that camp? Uh, no. I don't. Cool. Apart from apart from what I read about uh, old Dylan, uh, Dylan Hartley. Yeah. Um, okay. But I'm sure we'll find out over the weekend, and we can bring it up in our next episode. Because uh, at this stage, I think we probably want to be saying, let, letting these good these fine people get on with their days. Yes, yes, yes. We've been keeping them busy for nearly an hour. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So, guys, there you go. There's there's Dan's side for you. Obviously, pretty different to the one that I predicted slash chose a couple of weeks ago um as we said last time round, let us know what you think let us know if you would do things differently let us know how you do things differently um and if you want us to discuss anything uh in particular you probably need to send us about eight emails just to make sure we don't lose them um amongst all yeah. of the stuff we're getting um but uh yeah let, let us know what you want us to talk about um otherwise you'll get stuck with whatever it is we choose to talk about so uh keep listening guys um Keep the reviews coming. It's great to be able to read them out at the beginning of every episode. Uh, so we really appreciate those. And, uh, and yeah, share share the love. You can obviously get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook at England Rugby Pod, or you can email us, uh, englandrugbypod at gmail.com. Um, chat to you next time. Thanks a lot, guys. 